Let us pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for the gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. So, how many of you read all of that fine print when you sign up for something online? Those terms of, uh, you know, of, of uh, uh, or, uh, uh, what are those called? Those agreements you have to sign? Yeah. Terms and conditions. Do you guys read terms and conditions? No. I just assume that when I sign up for something that I'm not going to wind up, you know, in Apple jail or something. <laughs> right? Have you ever read any of those terms and agreements? They don't make a whole lot of sense, usually. It's usually in some legalese. And the words you do understand, you don't have any idea what this has to do with me. And you know, that is kind of how it is when it comes to our faith. We hear all kinds of words on Sundays or in the Bible, yet we don't always know what things mean. So over the, the next couple of weeks, we are going to be looking at what we believe. And we're going to do so uh, with the help, of course, of Scripture and also as a framework, uh, the Apostles' Creed, which we uh, shared together earlier this morning. How many of you had to memorize the Apostles' Creed for like confirmation class when you were a kid? And you have to do it? Yeah. Yep, we had to do the Apostles' Creed. Uh, we also had to do uh, uh, the Gloria Patra. I remember that, and the doxology. And I thought I was something when I had all that memorized. But can I just tell you what? To this day, it comes in super handy. Like this morning, the screen stopped working, the cheat screen. I, Richard Burke, knew the Apostles' Creed without having to look. And all of a sudden, it occurred to me, now I know why they made me memorize it in case the cheat screen stops working. God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, I believe. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate. I believe in the Holy Spirit. But do we really know what any of that means? Are we sure? Well, that's what we're going to talk about here over the next couple of weeks. And I'm sure some of you are thinking, oh my goodness, we're going to be talking about theology I need to get out of here. Trust me, it won't be as horrible as you think. And even if you fall asleep, don't worry. We will only videotape it and put it on X or Twitter or whatever that's called now. 
So let's start this morning with, with a verse that we should all know, the Great Commission. That was our second scripture reading this morning. Let me ask you this. How many of you have ever heard of our uh, gospel reading before, where Jesus, after uh, uh, the, the, the resurrection, uh, comes to his disciples and says, go in my name and baptize people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever heard that before any time in your life? Right? It's pretty common. And uh, I was reading this week a uh, study what was done on uh, beliefs and understandings in the Christian church uh, by the uh, Barner Research uh, Company. And let's say they did a study of regular church attenders and asked them about this very passage. Now, the people uh, uh, who answered this had all been in the church uh, for multiple years. 51% indicated that they had never heard that verse ever in their entire life. 25% indicated that they had heard of it but weren't really sure why it was important. 17% knew what it was and why it was important. And 6%, this is always my favorite in this, just weren't sure about anything. They don't know. I always love that in all of these. You don't know. You don't know what they're talking about. You have no idea, right? And what that tells us is that we as pastors often tell folks things, but we don't really do, always do a good job of explaining why it is we're saying what it is we're saying or why it is we're reading what it is that we're reading. So let's take a moment and talk about our belief. Now, in the Bible, uh, belief is uh, defined in Hebrews 11.1 1 as the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not for Christians, belief is not only intellectual agreement, right? It is not just saying, yes, I agree that, about this or this, but it is also a commitment to God and to the person of Jesus, right? Belief isn't just a single act for us, but it continues to grow. It is evident and our loving deeds done in the imitation of Christ. So what is it that we believe? What is it that we are committing our lives to as followers of Jesus Christ? Well, what we're saying is this. We are saying that we believe in God. God, the Father Almighty, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, and in the Holy Spirit. And now I'm going to tell you something that's going to totally blow your mind. And we're also saying that all of them is one thing. That God is both the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit at the same time. Good night. I'll see you later. <laughs> Not that easy, is it? There's a reason why uh, uh, most pastors on what's known as Trinity Sunday choose not to preach about the Trinity, right? We call this the Trinity. 
And, you know, there's a lot of things that are hard to understand, but are nonetheless true. For instance, Australia is wider than the moon. Did you know this? It is. Scotland chose the unicorn as its national animal. Clearly. Of course they did. I would have picked the Loch Ness Monster, but... Unicorns all the way. All right, how about this one? Avocados are not vegetables. They're technically a fruit. The Eiffel Tower gets taller in the summer. True, because it expands when it, gets, when it warms up. Switzerland prohibits the ownership of just one guinea pig. This is true. Guinea pigs are very social. They don't do well necessarily by themselves. And so in Switzerland, you have to buy them in pairs. Get this now. Sloths can hold their breath underwater longer than a dolphin. True. A dolphin can only hold their, uh, their breath for about 10 minutes. A sloth can hold its breath for 20. That is what sleeping all day gets you right there. <laughs> How about this? Ketchup used to be sold as medicine. True. And my favorite, do you know what a group of pugs are called? A grumble. Yep. Go home, share that with your family at dinner. They will be impressed of what you learned at church today. That right there is worth you coming out in the cold weather for, to learn what a group of pugs is called. All those things, they sound weird, but they're true. So as Christians, we too believe something that sounds weird, but it's true. We believe in a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is of one essence, but in three persons. And this is when you go, huh, so what? Or better, huh, what is the point? The point is, is that Pastor Rick studied this and he wants you all to know it too. But more importantly, the point is, is that God is more complex than we could ever possibly imagine. In the Bible, God says this. God says, my ways aren't your ways. And this is part of that, right? We don't quite understand how this works. Now, there are all kinds of different uh, ways of looking at this. Now, the, the reason we believe God is the Trinity is because God has shown himself. Now, God isn't a, a guy or a woman, right? You know, uh, but, but we'll get into that here in a second. Uh, but, uh, but, but God has revealed God's self in, in three different ways. God the Father, right? Who created uh, the, the, the whole uh, uh, universe, everything we know. God the Son, uh, who is our Redeemer and is seen in the person of Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit, who is the power, the presence uh, in our lives. And all three of these, we say, are God. So if those three are God, then how can God be one? Because the Bible tells us that God is just one. Well, we say that God is three persons in one. 
Now, there are all kinds of, of ways of illustrating this. Probably the most uh, popular uh, comes from uh, somebody who is super popular around here in March named St. Patrick, and that is the clover, right? Uh, according to legend, uh, St. Patrick uh, had been a, a slave in Ireland, and he escapes, and then uh, goes back to Ireland as a Christian missionary, and he uses the clover to explain the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three separate entities in one. Now, I don't want to burst your bubble, but there's really not a whole lot of historical evidence that he actually used the, the you know, uh, uh, a whole illustration there. But uh, it, it is still, the, the, the shamrock is the, the, the national uh, uh, symbol of, of Ireland. Uh, the, there are a couple other ways there. You'll see on the, the screen there behind me of, of, of uh, explaining and, and showing uh, what we mean by the Trinity. And like any analogy, analogies always tend to break down. So you have to take this stuff with a little bit of grain of salt and realize that there is never going to be an equal one-to-one -one comparison between God and anything. Uh, some people like to use an egg, right? You hard boil an egg. Now, I was going to do, do that this morning uh, until I uh, realized that I didn't have any eggs left. <laughs> you hard boil an egg, right? And then you peel it. And so you have the shell, then you have the white, and then you have the yolk, right? Three in one. Uh, some people like to use water, right? You got water, you got it, at, you have it as steam, you have it as ice cubes, you have it as a liquid. Now there are, are good and bad parts of each of these analogies, but you get what I'm, what, what I'm saying. Uh, uh, back in the Council of Nicaea in the fourth century, it was decided uh, that uh, Christians uh, are, are, are going to believe that, that God is a trinity in that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one essence together in community. So when we say God, we are talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together. So I've had people over the years say, Pastor Ray, can I pray to Jesus? And the answer is yes, of course. You can pray to the Father, you can pray to Jesus, you can even pray to the Holy Spirit, although we don't do that a lot. Because they are all so now that I have fully confused you, let's move on to uh, uh, something a, a little bit more fun, a little easier to understand, and that is this. God is our Heavenly Father. And that means that God is in charge. Just like any analogy, God the Father, you know, uh, 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 not, not all of us had great fathers. Some of us did, some of us didn't. So you, you have to, to, to go with the, the, the analogy of God the Father uh, as a good father, because that's what, why I believe uh, uh, God wants us to, 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 to imagine. It's God the Father who created everything. Uh, uh, God created uh, uh, the heavens and the earth. 
you know, uh, in the beginning uh, of the Bible, uh, God says, says uh, uh, you know, let there be light, let there be darkness. Uh, uh, one, of, one of my favorite parts of the creation story is when, it said, when, when God says, let us create humans in our image. And when I was a kid, I remember asking, who's us? Right? That's a really good question. Have you ever asked that? Who's us? Well, what Christian theologians have said is it's the Trinity, right? The Father is referring to, to both, but both himself and the, uh, the, the Holy Spirit and the Son. But God is more than that, right? God is not just the creator, but God is also somebody who is there to help us right and because God is our heavenly father we we also have his name I remember when I was in high school we had a teacher who believe it or not taught my parents when they were in school. And I know, that seems hard to believe because my parents are super old, but um, it, it's okay, they're watching. They, they understand when I, when I call them. <laughs> um, at least that's what I thought when I was in high school. And I remember uh, uh, he, he was a science teacher and, and he's like, Burke, Burke, are you related to that Jim Burke? Yeah. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> right? Because I had his name. We have our Heavenly Father's name. Right? We are created by God. God is our Heavenly Father. And because of that, we are special. You are special. I am special. We were all created special by God. And what that also means is that other people have God's name. They were created in God's image, right? Whatever part of us makes us human is part of God. And if your next door neighbor is God's son or God's child, it has God's name. How are you going to treat them? Are you going to treat them differently? I would. Because there's someone special. Even if they are blasting annoying music at 2 o'clock in the morning. How are you going to treat them different? Because they are God's children. That annoying person in front of you in line at the store is a child of God. They're not just a throwaway person. They are somebody who God deeply loves. And if you love God, aren't you going to want to treat that person who God loves a little bit different, a little bit better? I know I try to remind myself every time I go to Walmart. <laughs> and the good Lord knows that's not easy. Go to that self-checkout sometime, boy. There's a reason not everyone's made to be a cashier. I'll tell you that. <laughs> How you treat someone, it needs to be based on the fact that 
They are a reflection of God. Every single person is a child, a beloved child of God. So as we think about the Trinity, as we think about God the Father, let us also remember that each of us is a child of God. And because of that, we need to treat each person as special. Because they have the image of God in them. And we need to honor that image. Even if that person is driving you nuts. Let's remember that this week. Let us pray. Lord, when we talk about the Trinity, it's hard. It's hard for us to understand, even on our best days, that you are both the Father and the Son. You are both the Father and the Holy Spirit. You are both the Holy Spirit and the Son. That all three are one. That you all are one in substance. One in person. Lord, we know that your ways are not our ways, so help us to understand, help us to live our lives knowing that each and every person we run into is a blessed child of yours and that your image is stamped upon them. Help us to treat people with the honor and the dignity of your child. Thank you for giving us all we have. And in your name we pray. Amen.